We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everybody and welcome what? to a double victory pod episode of No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy, as always, with my good friend Dan. How's it going, Dan? Double victory? What did you say? That's crazy. Double victory pod. I am jazzed. I mean, we're talking nine points in nine days. We're averaging one point a day. It's pretty there nuts. Go. There you go. I, uh, you know, I'm not gonna take credit for these last two victories but we did say on the pod last week that these were two must-win games for sporting kc so we did say that we did say that and and you should take credit because i believe you have not <laughs> been able to watch games live so it's really like if you just want to stop watching i just need to watch them all on delay <laughs> absolutely when you say delay what, what does that mean what does that mean if i can you know if i can watch them later that night like on replay i will uh, that's what I try to do because I, I, I'm one of those people who I cannot watch sports games if I know the result. So if I know I can't watch the SKC game live for like family reason or whatever, I literally like avoid my phone like the plague. And I'll tell Dan ahead of time, I'll be like, hey, can't watch the game live. He's like, okay. And then I, I don't check my phone. I don't check my text because it's not fun to watch a game. I feel like, oh, I know this is a 2-0 two, two game, so I'm not going to watch it. But uh, yeah, I went back and I watched it later that night. So, and it's always weird because I pick up my phone and like, I want to tweet something, but I'm like, no, people tweeted about this four and a half hours ago. Like nobody yeah. else is watching this right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, I just want to interact with people and it just doesn't, it doesn't work out that way. Right. I've even thought about like, <laughs> it'd be weird, but I was like, if I would get on Twitter and be like, I am just now starting the SKC game. So I'm just going to have a thread of me live tweeting it as if it was happening now. And then you can get my thoughts, <laughs> but people don't need my thoughts nearly that badly. Well, it's uh, <laughs> at least you got to watch because it's a couple crazy games, man. A couple man. crazy games that, that hit us uh, yeah. these last, last few. It's, it was, it was a, a wild couple of games. And I guess the, you know, on positive, we got three wins and three games. The downside, I guess one could argue, is two of those games were against Eastern Conference opponents, so that doesn't help us as much as it does up against Western Conference opponents. But we got we got some big Western Conference games coming up here that we'll talk about. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, before we jump into these couple of games that we want to talk about here, uh, make sure you leave us that five-star rating and review. We would appreciate it if you go and do that. Help us uh, get nice. found out by other people. But uh, thank you to those of you who have. And... Uh, if you know i think it was uh our listener our listener drake ewing he's he's left a uh a review before so but he he uh he tweeted at us he's like i believe i've been listening to you guys for two years now thanks for all the great memories and always giving me something to look forward to in the worst of times so he already reviewed us but that's a nice little tweet yeah Uh, yeah that's nice i mean because it is uh 2020 is one big ass blast that's what it is (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it is it is the worst so yeah, yeah man uh, that's that's a that's a phrase well we're out here doing our best you know <laughs> we're doing we're trying to do our best and and bring the bring the entertainment but i'll tell you what dude these games are not slowing down anytime soon unless no. you're the colorado rapids then well, screech it a little bit we don't know how to take care of our covid but colorado rapids <laughs> colorado man they do not mess around they hey 
you're gonna if you're gonna get COVID, might as well go big. I mean, yeah. do it the right way. Get yeah. everybody get it. Go big or go home. Be successful. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't even know. Get it together, Colorado. What are you doing? It's you know, and the way these games are coming, I'm like, oh my god, what was what was the game we haven't talked about yet? What was mm-hmm. the the first one? You know what I mean? Because I remember Nashville. That was the most recent. Who the hell did we even play before that? It's. I had to look it up again. I'd be like, what happened? Oh, yeah, Chicago. Who scored <laughs> in that? How was it? What? Oh, so, Chicago. We almost lost. Yeah. So uh, I we will talk about all those all those games. Uh, Drake did just to finish off his tweet. He did ask us an off-topic question, uh, which we are known to take. Uh, he just said, off-topic question. Favorite wrestlers? <laughs> so <laughs> I know I know you got some. Uh, you know, dude, back in the day when they had what were the what were the games on N sixty four? WWE oh, versus NWO, WCW and WrestleMania two thousand, yeah. WCW, WCW versus NWO. Give me, and, give me some uh, Ultimo Dragon in that. Well, game. I would always, I would always create my own guy in WrestleMania two thousand, and he always had Shawn Michaels' entrance theme yeah, or Chris course. Jericho's entrance theme. So <laughs> it's one of those guys for me. Yeah, I, I you know, it's I, the theme goes a long ways. The theme sets the tone. Theme, the theme is important. The theme is it's very jacked. important. Um, you know, I, I haven't watched a lot as of late, so I'm not as familiar with the newer guys. I've watched a little off and on during the pandemic because there wasn't a lot of other sports. I watched WrestleMania, watched some here and there. So I'm a little bit more familiar with some of the newer guys now. But, man, back in the day, um, I don't know. I mean, I was this, – it's going to sound cliche, but I always got so jacked when I heard the Stone Cold music. You hear the glass shatter, the – Someone's getting an ass You're like, oh, yeah. It's – that was – you can't not get hyped. Someone's getting hit with a bedpan in the right. hospital. I mean, man, if you're, if you're a 13-year-old kid and then you heard that glass shatter and you knew what Texas Rattlesnake was coming out. Oh, man. Dude, have, did you see the commercials on Fox, which was like real-life people at their professions, like doing wrestling stuff? No, I haven't seen that. Like the Undertaker's <laughs> theme song played and there was a patient on a hospital bed that like sits up. Yeah. <laughs> like resurrected. <laughs> and Stone Cold is at a restaurant and a waiter breaks a glass and it sounds like his interest theme and he's like oh hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) well and you know as i've gotten older i've i've come i don't know all of his beliefs i'm sure he has beliefs that differ than mine but i've come to actually appreciate stone cold the person a little bit more too because he's out there in texas talking about you know equality for lgbtq plus people on on his social post he's telling calling people dumb some bitches who aren't wearing masks like he's out there like you know telling people how it is he's got his own beer yeah, there it is. Never had so, it, but it's an IPA. I never, I would never take him for an IPA guy. I see. I wouldn't either. But that, I'm, I'm an IPA, so maybe me and Stone Cold would be friends. I think it's like a California brewed thing. So it sounds like you need to go check it out when you go visit the family next time. I guess so. So I'll, I'll go. <laughs> I'll go with Stone Cold. But I mean, like some of the newer guy. I, like I said, I haven't been watching as much as much as I, you know, some other people do. But the, there's a tag team I like. I know you're a fan of them. But uh, these uh, these street profits. They're oh, fun. Like the street profits, dude. They're fun, dude. Their Profit intro up, is man. so much fun with the the red solo cups and. Oh, absolutely. Their song songs a, their songs a bop, dude. They're a blast, and yeah. and they're very athletic. Yeah, it's, it's fun. just, it's insane, man. It's fun. Makes so. you want to makes you want to get a red solo cup and go back to college, you know. There you go. <laughs> but let's let's talk about these games here because we got we got quite a bit to talk about. And Ooh. and as you said, the first game <laughs> reminder for those of you who may have forgot we played the Chicago Fire. Chicago. Um, and and this one was weird because the uh, the lineup, you know, we, we, the back line, kind of what you've maybe sort of come to expect now, Zussi, Poonchech, Reed, and Dia. Dia's kind of locked down that left back spot potentially, maybe kind of sort of. We'll talk about that. Uh, midfield, Ilya, Roger Espinoza, and Gianluca Buzio. Okay. It, it's that number nine spot with Alan Polito off in, in Mexico not playing and riding the bench. Um, it's rough man it shows it really yeah. shows throughout the entire game yeah it's uh the front line was was johnny and, and Kyrie, and then Gotti kinda playing the false nine so it was interesting but um i don't know were you were you feeling good ahead of chicago i think we we both kind of thought that there was a chance at a result but we didn't we thought know. there'd be a chance but we also knew chicago was getting a little hot okay they, they were getting some some results going their way they were going to come here with some fire, man. And, and lo and behold, they had that, that proverbial Chicago fire and they mm-hmm. uh, about had a goddamn PK 
Oh my god! For sixty seconds, bro. Yeah, it it started off about the worst possible way it could start. What did you do? Did you throw? <laughs> I imagine you have a clipboard taking notes. Did you throw your clipboard <laughs> in the air? You're like, f this. Just throw my computer in the air and run it now. You got a clipboard. Who are you're not a high school football coach? Probably a legal <laughs> pad though. You're definitely a yellow legal pad guy. I, I can confidently say eyes. I have never owned a yellow legal pad. Oh, it's so easy on the eyes. You better get on it. So, uh, no, this, this started, <laughs> I mean, 20 seconds in. Tim tried to clear it, whiffed it, uh, basically gives the ball right back to the Chicago Fire right outside the box, and then it's a one-on-one with Tim. He slides in hard, gives up a penalty literally 26 seconds into the game. And it's like, well, that was probably about the worst possible start for Sporting Kansas City rough man tim's head was not on he just he the clearance was bad the tackle was bad but in my mind at this time i'm just like i know he's gonna save this he is he is mad he's he knows he just messed up and he needs to save this he has to i i don't have stats for this but so tim is one of the best penalty kick stoppers maybe in the history of major league soccer remember when he was on the pod when he was down in orlando and he's like Mm -hmm. well i i made the mistake so I had, I, had to, I had to stop it, you know? Exactly. So that's what I don't have the stats for, but I'd, I'd love to look up. I mean, just in general, his PK stoppage rate is, is ridiculous. It's much higher than most other goalkeepers. But I would love to look up his PK stoppage rate for penalty, penalty kicks as a direct result of fouls he committed himself. Because now it's not going to be a huge sample size. It's probably going to be three or four. But like, I, he might be close to 100%, if not 100%, on stopping penalty kicks he gives up as a result of his own fouls. Yeah, he knows what he's doing, that's for sure. I mean, it's a, he knows – I mean, he tries hard all the time, but there's just that extra motivation when you did that, make up for your stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, I, I mean, as you, as you might have surmised if you hadn't watched the show, uh, Chicago steps up. I forget who it was taking the PK for Chicago. Who really cares? Uh, uh, is there their big player, right? Uh I don't remember his name. Barich? Is that his name? Uh, yes, Barich? I think you're right. One of the, yes. Um, it, their, their striker, Barich. Um, so he steps up to the spot, and he fires it toward, to Tim's right, sort of our left from the view of the camera. And Tim, yeah, gets dives in there, uh, was able to stop it. There's a, a rebound, and he came out far enough where he was able to stop it. And then there was one shot that might have been on frame, and I think it was Johnny was able to clear it off the line and uh yeah then we're home free from there at least for the time being it it wasn't a great penalty kick from Barrich, but still good stop from tim and uh still zero zero absolutely uh, stressful times man but you know it's it's weird i think whenever normally with most other teams whenever like you're defending against a penalty kick like i pretty much assume oh this is probably going to be a goal but when Tim's in the net, I almost feel more like it's a 50-50 toss-up. Yeah, you just don't know. Um, it's because that penalty PKs kind of feel like a, a free throw in basketball. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of a gimme. You, you yeah. should make them. You probably practice them all the time in practice. But uh, mm-hmm. penalty kicks are not always a gimme when Tim is in goal. No, I think historically it's something about like an 80% conversion rate for penalty kicks. But Tim's is much lower than that. He's not giving up 80% of the penalty kicks he, he faces. Yeah. So uh, I've always been, this is, this is not going to happen. And maybe I've mentioned this on the pod before, but I've always been kind of an advocate of if the goalkeeper stops the penalty kick, the play should just be blown dead there. That'd be cool. Cause it's, it's, I don't know why more players aren't rushing to block out the team that's on offense. Like yeah. they always, they always seem to get to the ball and, and get a quick, quick uh, uh put back you it's know al- it's already in theory very easy to to convert a penalty kick so it almost seems like a double penalty double jeopardy where like if your goalkeeper is able to somehow stop it they're never going to catch a penalty kick but if right. they're able to stop it but it gets deflected right back to the penalty kick taker they essentially just get another penalty kick right off the bat except the keeper's already on the ground like already that on seems, the ground, not going to stop it. It's just yeah. insane. It's, so, like, it's already hard enough for a keeper to stop the penalty kick. So, if he stops it, just call it dead and then have it be, you know, a, a drop ball, a free kick, I don't know, a goal kick, something. But, like, it seems like that should be something that's going to be considered, but it probably will never be considered. So, right. I don't know. Uh, 
so yeah, this game stayed zero zero for for quite a long time. I mean, story of Sporting KC's year. They had a decent number of shots, not a ton on target. Only three on target after 13 uh, shots. But 67th minute, Sporting KC gets a corner kick. Winston Reed, big center back, is up there. He's kind of the athletic center back target that hopefully we had been hoping for. And uh, corner kick comes in. Winston Reed is able to get his head up, like side header off the left side of his head, facing away from the goal gets it into the top left corner with power, and there's no stopping that. That's how to do it. Did you see who was marking him? I watched that goal so many times, and I'm like, well, who else do they have to mark right. big Winston Reed? Certainly someone bigger than this guy. Yeah. There was and like Winston a... just put the juke on him, and, and mm-hmm. the dude was like, ah. <laughs> that's, that's not an easy header that Winston Reed did there. He's, he's like no. sideways facing. But he knew where he needed to be because Johnny was going to put sure. it right there. Exactly. No, there, there was, that was very clearly a, a set piece designed for Winston Reed to be at that spot, but he is, he was facing like the East stand and he kind of did it like off the back side of his head, but it like perfectly placed into the corner. And you're right. There was like an eight inch difference in height between Absolutely. the defender and Winston Reed. So uh, that was the 67th minute. Uh, Johnny Russell, he got a, a, a yellow card in the 77th minute. Kyrie Shelton got a, a yellow card in the 80th minute. I think there was, what, like four minutes of stoppage time or something like that. But Sporting KC held on. 1-0 victory over the Chicago Fire. First win of our two must-win games. So not a bad deal. Felt good. Yeah, felt good. Uh, so, you know, that obviously was a, a good start to the two-game series. And then we had Nashville SC coming in. And, and this one was, I didn't really know what to expect because we knew that we still weren't going to have Alan Polito, obviously. We had never played Nashville SC before. This was the first time that we, we played Nashville SC. So I don't know. I, I was kind of excited to see what, what this new team kind of looked like and how they played. But how are you feeling going into this one? Yeah, I mean, you hear about their, all they said on the broadcast over and over, Nate and Jake, Nate and Jake, that sounds good. They uh, kept Jake. talking about how Nashville's defense is just very stingy, very good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they showed it, man. And, and they had uh, Walker Zimmerman, right, mm-hmm. who's just was a big deal in Dallas, was a big deal in LAFC. Like, the dude is good. Mm-hmm. And he proved it pretty early by getting on the board. But I, I, felt, I felt a little nervous. I was like, don't let these guys come in here and take this from us. You were at home get these points because you got to turn around and go on the road for two games. Yeah. Nashville, they're, they're not great, but they're not like terrible. They're, they're in that, they're kind of on level with Atlanta United right now. Uh, well, they're exactly on level with Atlanta United right now on points, even though they're, a, you know, they have one less game played than Atlanta. So they're fighting for that sort of last Eastern conference playoff spot. But they've they've had moments. They've had their 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 moments where they've looked like a decent side. I mean, this is their first year in MLS, so it's it's not surprising that they're not coming out of the gate, you know, like Seattle Sounders are or whatnot. But you know, this was again we had a back line that involved Dia Reed and Punchech, although uh, Jalen Lindsay was in place of Graham Zusi because Zusi, I think he's he's injured right now. He's, he's bad, man. Good. As of today, Tuesday, October thirteenth. There hasn't been an official announcement, but rumor is that uh, Zeus is going to be gone for a while. It's not great. That means not uh, great. He knows it. He's sad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if 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 uh, his Twitter being hacked is saying anything about that, you know, <laughs> that, that was weird, man. Or if you're Kevin Ellis trying to sell uh, ver- verified blue check marks to people, <laughs> also weird. Don't understand what's happening there. I don't know. I. My wife said we need to talk about it. And I'm like, can you write us an agenda for the podcast? Because you've got <laughs> if, great ideas. We should talk about if that. If she wants to be our producer slash showrunner, that's fine with me. She can send us a, a run of show to talk about. And I'm She's always it. got ideas. And I always end up bringing something up. So <laughs> The Kevin Ellis thing is weird. I don't know if y'all have seen it. But if you check out his Instagram, like he just keeps posting about how that account is for sale. Serious only inquiries serious only. DMs. <laughs> but then he's also talking about how like, message me if you want to get help getting verified and he like is apparently like dan said selling verifications but i don't think that's how it works what do i need to be verified for anyways like what what do you 
what's going on here? What does this mean? Well, and, and unless he knows somebody like who dollars, unless he knows somebody who works at Twitter, who is in charge of verification, yeah, this doesn't seem like it's on the up and up. What like is this something world coming to though? Something I need a blue weird. check mark by my name. Right, but I I'm also I'm not convinced these are real blue check marks. I think this might be some sort of weird like. Hack. I wonder if he was hacked too and just doesn't know it because then he followed me on Twitter and I was like, "What the f? This is weird." Like recently? Yeah, remember I told you Kevin Ellis followed me. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it, I was, just, it was so weird. I don't know, man. It's weird. And then Zussi got hacked, and there's some Zussi's person trying to play FIFA with people, and he's tweeting like, out Cash App usernames, yeah. and <laughs> and then he's like, "Ah, oh, I can't wait to get back on the field." And it's like, dude, you haven't tweeted since like February. Right. Why that, all of a sudden is this? That tweet made it seem like whoever hacked him was like trying to convince people, oh no, I'm actually Graham Zusi. I can't wait to get back out on the field. Yeah. And it's right? like, when really like that's the, you, have you ever seen those like memes going around on Twitter where they're like, what would be one thing you tweet so people know that you're not okay, but wouldn't be suspicious to the kidnappers? And it would yeah. be like Graham Zusi tweeting, I can't wait to get back out on the field. <laughs> like those of us who actually follow Graham Zusi would be like, what's wrong? right why are you tweeting <laughs> but i just i don't know it was weird it's mine weird. would be like mine would have to be uh uh veganism is for satan <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know what mine would be probably i don't, I don't know yours would be like <laughs> i hate craft beer now just miller light for me <laughs> yeah probably people are like what's going on miller uh, light who is this guy i tweet out vote republican and people are like wait a second vote republican <laughs> i'm moving to wisconsin <laughs> Um, I don't know, man. This this was a a, a weird. I, well, now I'm worried about right back. If if really, Graham Zusi's going to be out yeah. for a while. Jalen uh, Jalen's got that stay right now, and Jalen, you know, he looks comfortable. He he's not getting burnt. No. Um, he's he's going forward and coming back at the right time. So, granted, it's only been a couple games. So let's let's pump the brakes on really critiquing anybody. Sure, but, but it's it's a big loss. He, I mean, Jalen's got skill and he's got some oh, yeah. level of experience. He's obviously still young, but it, I mean, he's started before. So. Absolutely, he's no stranger to this, and he he knows that while he's in there, he, you know, like anybody, you need to make a name for yourself. You know, earn your spot. Yeah. I do wonder though if we're gonna end up having to sign a right back from skc2 we can't call up right back you have to actually like sign one to a first team contract or if there's a free agent out there before the roster freeze or something because now i'm yeah, i mean that right back spot depth is a bit of a problem and that roster freeze is uh the 29th of this month i think so yeah yeah so gonna have to figure out something but i just read that look at me knowing dates <laughs> that's never my job so uh Midfield, uh, Gadikinda, Ilya, and Buzio. Roger was on the bench. And then front line of Johnny, Gerso, and Kyrie at the nine going against that uh, stingy Nashville defense like you talked about. I mean, wouldn't you rather have Kyrie at the nine than Kinda as a false nine? I mean, that just seems yes. a little more electric, boogie, woogie, woogie. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, I like Kyrie on the field. I feel better when Kyrie's on the field. He just... There's something about him, man. I know we, we've talked about this a bunch, but there's something about him coming back from his time in Germany where he just looks like a more energized, more confident, different oh, player. Oh, yeah, dude. He's like, so. prost, bitches. It's on. <laughs> That's what he says when he scores. Prost, Absolutely. <laughs> um, I, but, again, so this game, two, two minutes in, also had a, a little bit of a scare. Nashville uh, – had some ball movement where they, they had a, a cross, you know, a cross face, a goal. Um, they were, they were threatening. Uh, there was a shot that got off. Tim had to make a save. It bounced off of the, the woodwork off the top of the bar. It, I mean, it almost started off as a disaster for sporting KC again. Dude, that was bad. I mean, it's a, uh, uh, are we just not focused in the first 200 seconds of the game? I mean, it's just, uh, it's just scary. And that, that kind of stuff shouldn't happen. No. I don't, it's, it's very strange, but it, it it's weird. Cause if you look at, I, I think we'd all agree, or a lot of us would agree that defense in, in many ways has been potentially the, one of the big problems for sporting KC this year. There's yes, been an yeah. inconsistency of defense, but if you look at the actual goals against we're, we're at 22 goals against, which is fourth best, I think in the West. Like, that's not bad. Like, we're, there's 12 teams, and we're in the top third of 
goals allow or goals against. So it's just weird. It, it feels like there's these moments where we just have these lapses in concentration, lapses in judgment, and it's happened twice now in the first two minutes of the last two games. And then it's happened a couple other times where it's like Poonchech steps up for no reason. Beasler steps up for no reason. We just give up these silly goals. But I yeah, man. It's the inconsistency, though. Like, it's, it's just not there. And uh, I don't know. But, hey, we're, we're managing to grind it out. And, mm-hmm. and it's exciting. And, uh, you know, so they have, that, they have that scare right off the damn crossbar. And then, mm-hmm. then our guy, Walker Zimmerman, comes in and does his stuff, doesn't he? On another corner kick. Yeah. We're, we're not good at corner kicks right now, defending them. It's kind of scary. We're not. And it's, it's, that's sort of been, I feel like this is anecdotal, but I feel like that's kind of been a problem for Sporting KC in years past where it's like we just give up these random set piece goals. And now maybe that's a thing that a lot of fans of a lot of teams feel like because you, they stand out in your mind sometimes more than the run of play goals. But I don't know. I just feel like set piece goals have kind of been a little bit of a, an issue for Sporting KC over the last three, four years. Yeah, but. it feels like that. It's dude, what, what happened in the last three or four years? Icopara left. I mean, he was That's just such true. a big body down there to defend and offensive as well. And uh, maybe maybe Winston Reed, you know, helps fill that spot. I mean, he's kind of the guy right now, getting all these minutes and uh, help. Peter Vermees was asked if he's uh, uh, ever seen anyone come in and take uh, ownership like Winston Reed has and really lead mm-hmm. a defense. And and Peter said. I've only seen one person do that, and you're looking at him. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, toot, toot, the freaking humble horn over I've here. only seen one person, and you're looking at him. He's like, and I see him in the mirror every day. <laughs> Gorgeous. Uh, yeah, I, th- this Walker Zimmerman, now Winston Reed was, I think, kind of near Walker Zimmerman when this goal was scored, but it was an interesting set piece because Zimmerman, he kind of ran from the back and, and just charged forward and – got ahead to the ball and you know Buzio was near there uh, Kyrie was near there Winston Reed was near there but but Zimmerman just kind of out jumped all of them and forcefully got his head to the ball and put it in the back of the net yeah I don't like him I mean you know tr- trim your facial hair a little bit bub all right <laughs> you're not in Texas anymore you're not down there riding your cows you're in Nashville yeah. all right I get it you're wearing a country hat you got some kind of headband on your hair to keep all your two inches of hair in place. I don't know what that's all about. I'm just I'm fired up. I didn't like it, how he celebrated. Like he, he put two fingers up and, and did this. I'm like, what's that mean? Like I, two in the bucket? I, you only scored once. What is this? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Like he licked it, like he was checking the weather or something. I don't know. I mean, he's, he's a best 11 caliber defender. He, he was in the best sure. 11 when he was with that's LAFC. It's, yeah, but, you know, he's, he's Nashville's probably best player. So I, well, that's kind of sad when you think of it. Like <laughs> they need someone better up front, and uh, yeah, you know, don't get us wrong. A lot of game left, but historically, we don't do well in a game no. when we concede the first goal. Yeah, it's not great. I don't love so, it. I'm nervous, especially especially when it's early. Um, Alistair Johnson of Nashville, which sounds like a fake name. Uh, he he got a yellow card early, and and I mentioned that because that will become important later in the game. But he got a yellow card for just Ooh, that's foreshadowing cr- crashing into Gerso. Uh, Alistair Johnson sounds like a generic wrestler that would just be auto generated in like WWE 2K. Well, it does, and there is an Alistair Black right now, which is very demonic. But Alistair yeah. Johnson, it's like who's no. who's this rich white guy? What right. is this? Yeah, Alistair Johnson is not as scary sounding as Alistair. Alistair <laughs> Alistair, the tea's ready. <laughs> um, and the biscuits. Those are cookies, by the way. Those are not Pillsbury biscuits, which we know and love. Golden yeah. fluffy deliciousness. Yeah. And chips are not chips. Chips are fries. Chips are fries. Fries are chips. Yeah. Cigarettes are fags. Fags are it's a bad deal. It's yeah. not it's don't, yeah. don't look at me you, that's what they call cigarettes no i know but i don't I, do it oh man you I, I heard i hear the word and i was like oh no it bothers me too it bothers me too but when you hear it on a tv show you're like he said what yeah i just <laughs> watching some english movie or something the what what is he smoking I, I had a moment there where i was like dan what are you doing like <laughs> no i saw your eyes i saw your yeah. eyes i'm not even gonna take it back because i'm just telling you what british people call cigarettes yeah, i'm not no, taking it back right. i said nothing you're right. offensive you're right you're right I'm, I, I hear you <laughs> saw my face get red a little bit that's not my shitty camera it's a red face oh my gosh (laughs) jerso fernandez (laughs) in the 53rd minute uh he uh 
we were, you know, rest of the first half happens and, and not a lot of, you know, threats on goal for Sporting KC. But uh, Johnny Russell did, did a little bit of some classic Johnny Russell stuff where he, he did his patented charge past the defenders on the right side toward the end line, made them miss. And then, except this time, instead of cutting back in off his left foot and taking the shot, he just sent it back in front of goal. And Jerso was like literally standing on the goal line. And all he had to do was just like touch the ball and it just rolls right. It was like the easiest goal Jerso will ever score in his life. Did you see he kind of missed hit it? Like it, it kind of <laughs> took a bad bounce where he like followed up thinking it wasn't going to go all the way. Yeah. It's, I mean, he was, he was literally within like two feet and he just, yeah, he didn't really hit it cleanly, but he hit it Throw. and and it was a goal and thankfully it worked. If he but. had Alan Polito's finishing professionality, uh, you know, professionalism, Gerso would be the most dangerous player on the field. Because so he gets in so many spots. He gets mm-hmm. so many balls that bounce to him that he ends up skying over the goal or, or just wide of the goal. If he had that Polito finishing skill, mm-hmm. holy hell, Gerso's our best player. Well, and he, I mean, he has some crazy dribbling skill with the ball at his yes. feet too. Like he was making people look silly. I don't remember which defender it was, but he was down on the touchline and he like did, it wasn't quite a Maradona, but it was some almost a Maradona. Thing. Thing. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my Lord. It was bad, dude. It was bad to the bone. And I I feel like, do you agree with that though? Like if he could finish like a crazy person, he's our best player. Uh, There's no doubt, dude. The speed, the dribbling, the aggressiveness on the ball. Yeah. He's, he's so good. I love him. I love him. Because how many times have you seen Jerso do something? Like he's either had a crazy run or does something with the ball at his feet or whatnot. And you're like, oh my God, oh my God. And then he shoots and it goes like 27 feet wide of the net. And he knows, and he puts on that big ass <laughs> smile that he does. You know, he's yeah. like, ah, I'm sorry. Yeah. But it's like, sure, so you are so dangerous, dude. Like, just keep, <laughs> keep shooting. I don't even care. Keep shooting yeah. because you're dangerous. Yeah. Uh, 54th minute, it was uh, tied and not long after the goal. Alistair Johnson, the fake generic WWE wrestler, uh, came up and, and tripped up. Pip, pip, Alistair. <laughs> Gianluca Buzio. <laughs> And uh, he got shown a second yellow, red card. He's out, 54th minute. Sport and KC are up a man with about 35 minutes of game time plus stoppage left. That, I got giddy. I got pretty excited about that one. I was like, okay, yeah. that, that's a lot of time to do something here. Well, and it was such like an obvious bad, and I'm not going to yeah. call it an unnecessary foul because Buzio was on the break, but there were defenders between Buzio and Gold. Sure. It wasn't the last, he wasn't the last effort defender. Like he didn't need to do that. Right. Did he really, he wasn't even close to the ball either. He was like, I'm going to sweep this dude's leg. He had zero chance of getting the ball. (laughs) And and Bustio felt it and falls over, but Bustio probably didn't even need to fall over. But uh, I love when players do that. I mean, when you feel contact, go down because you're not going to get the foul if you don't. Yeah. Uh, A few minutes later, 59th minute, uh, Eric Hurtado, who we will talk about here again soon, uh, almost almost had a a fantastic goal. I call it a wonder goal, but this isn't quite a wonder goal yet. We'll talk about a wonder goal here soon. Uh, Buzio has a nice little layoff to Hurtado, who gets in on his left foot, puts it off the woodwork, and then honestly, Gerso should have scored, but did his. I'm gonna sky at 27 feet above the goal and then smile, and everyone will forgive that me. That was it, bro. But- that that shot from Hurtado though. <laughs> an inch lower and that maybe nicks the bar and goes in yeah no it was a fan Hurtado was feeling good that night He's it was curving up, down I don't know what Jerry was doing he should have scored there <laughs> but he didn't it's um, so crazy it's like I don't know what needs to happen like if he gets that on his foot and not like on his shin it seemed that yeah. then it goes more towards goal yeah. it's all about pointing your toe too I, I I have no freaking ankle flexibility bro that's hard <laughs> Uh, just about 20 minutes later, 79th minute at this point, we're starting to be like, okay, guys, like we've been up a man for, for going on 25 minutes now. Like let's put one away. Yeah, Let's stop let's, playing around. What's going on here. Let's get our three points. Uh, Amadou Dia gets the ball far left side of the field, has a gorgeous switch across the field. Family the in attendance to, <laughs> to, to Eric Hurtado. And at this point you're thinking like, okay, Hurtado is going to try to bring this down maybe switch it onto his left foot, try to get a shot off. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm just getting so excited. Oh, it's choked up. It's so emotional. <laughs> I'm emotional. Try to get a shot off. No, this dude takes the ball on the volley off of his right foot, inside of his right foot, jumps, perfectly weights it over Joe Willis's head into the top left corner for... Where I 
<laughs> as uh, as Nate Katie said, one of the best goals we've ever seen in the history of Children's Mercy Park. Pretty good, man. I, I dude, the the freaking press conference afterwards, Johnny Russell was like, oh, I mean. I can, I'm not even going to try to do his accent because <laughs> it's just, I, I need a bunch of marbles in my mouth or something. But he said, I, you know, when that ball went to him, I was like, Oh, fantastic switch. Uh, you know, take a touch, take a touch. Oh, okay. He's going to shoot it. And Oh my God. Like he's like, I've never yeah. seen anything like it. Kyrie was asked if he's ever done that before. And Kyrie goes, or not Kyrie, sorry. Uh, Hurtado. And he goes, oh, yeah. Handful of times. A couple times in college. And Oh my God. I was like, why yeah. are you so nonchalant? Yeah. 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 Yeah, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny said it was one of the, quote, most outrageous finishes I've ever seen live in a game. And if you look uh, bottom left corner of the screen, Gerso's like this, hands on head, just like, yeah. what just happened? <laughs> the whole thing is amazing. And yeah, then we did our- I lost it. I yelled, and my dog didn't even get mad at me. Normally when I yell, my dog <laughs> barks at me. Nah, man, dog was like, just, you're good, you're good. Celebrate. I mean, the finish is incredible. And you said, yeah, Gerso, like, hands on head, like, what just happened? The pass from Dia, like, obviously it's not quite what the finish was, but the, the cross from Dia is very good. Sure. And the assist from Dia, I mean, Dia has no idea that he's going to shoot from there. Dia's yeah. just trying to get the ball in a dangerous position. So, right. But he picks up the assist on a night where his family is at the game. I just think I keep going back to that because I think that's the coolest, man. It's very cool. When you got people watching you and you get on the stat board, yeah. like, that's just, that's cool. Well, and, and one of the, stat I guess. sheet, not a stat board. Maybe I guess one of the most badass parts of this is like normally people do a wonder goal like that and then they turn around, they're like waving their hands like, oh my God, Hurtado. And maybe he really does do this more than we think. He just walks up to the cauldron, does a little arms cross, just stares at him, no smile, no anything. He just like, yeah, what's up? It reminded me of a little, little bit of Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes will kind of like dust off his shirt yeah. and be a little cocky about it yeah. and then lose to the Raiders. It is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, he just stood there. It's like photo op time. Yeah. You got 10 seconds. Get your pictures, bitches. Yeah. Well, and then even Dia, like Dia ran up and was all excited. And Hurtado still just like stoic look on his face, chest bump. Yeah. Like, yeah, I did that. Are you going to thank Dia for the ball? <laughs> I mean, that doesn't happen without yeah. that beautiful ball. No, it was gorgeous. And then he did the little celebration. He, his wife's pregnant. So uh, that's right. Uh, girlfriend. Ball. Girlfriend. Actually. Sorry. Yep. Hey, Hurtado, I know you're all about, you what know, you doing? What's Sex after marriage. I know what, what, what kind of guy you are. But Hurtado's like, nah, man, I make babies when I want, where I want. There you go. Um, <laughs> maybe, uh, yeah, if, if they weren't already pregnant, they were going to be pregnant after that goal. There was some Oh, my, that, that goal got me pregnant. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that, that goal went on to win AT&T goal of the week, unsurprisingly. And, it uh, did. Yeah, also, I, I'm glad we showed out to vote. I wish we didn't get to vote. I wish just MLS people got to vote. It's it's very unbiased, you know, because back in the day when Atlanta was on the up for goal of the week, they always won because their yeah. fan base was insufferable. Yeah, yeah. They would. I mean, even if there was a, a goal now, I still think Atlanta would win, although Atlanta's fan base is very disenchanted with their club right now. Well, they're not going to be Falcons fans, that's for sure. No. <laughs> Atlanta sports not doing the greatest right now. They're not great, no. Uh, Why do I have Matt Ryan on my fantasy team? I don't get it. <laughs> he used but, to be good. Yeah, well, yeah, for like a year or two. He was He, he was, was like MVP or some shit. Like, what yeah. the hell? And then they blew the Super Bowl lead and every other lead they've ever had. And, it's yeah, a bad so. deal, man. Atlanta fans are, uh, I don't want to say I feel for them because we love to point and laugh in their faces. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, welcome to professional Atlanta, sports. Atlanta. Where the players play. There you go. Welcome to Atlanta. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that was a uh, goal of the week. We, we took both games, full six points of the two games, uh, three wins in three games. And if you look at the standings now, don't look now, but Sporting KC, well, technically we're still in third place, but we're, we've moved to within a point, and Seattle and Portland no longer have a game in hand on us. So... This yeah, is, man, uh, we're up there. We're in the mix. Yeah. And people like Toronto are already qualifying for the damn playoffs. Which is wild. It's but... so wild. <laughs> they, they have like 37 points. And I'm like, okay, it's just yeah. three more victories for us if that's right. kind of the qualification number. But we are, we are supposed to have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven more games. So we have 21 possible points left. The reason I say supposed to have is because God knows what is going to happen with Colorado. 
we're scheduled to play them twice more in our game on October 21st with them, which is more than a week away, well, a week away from when this pod's being released, has already been postponed. Yeah. So it's kind of rough, man. Um, players are like, cool, we'll take a break. Like, we don't, we love that. Let's <laughs> actually train for a whole week. What, but what I just don't understand is there, there's basically one Wednesday where Sporting KC and Colorado can play between then and the end of the season. And it's the Wednesday between Sunday, November 1st and Sunday, November 8th. Sunday, November 8th is decision day. So we got one Wednesday available. But Colorado's next three games have now been postponed. So they're running out of time to make up these games. It's rough, man. It is so rough. I, I don't know what they're going to do because they're not the only team this past weekend that had to postpone games. Right. And uh, it, the Orlando game, I think, got postponed. Uh, yes, I think so. And so, but like, they're not the only team having to postpone, but they're also not the only team that, that these postponements affect. Like, let's say this, this sporting KC game, uh, against Colorado on October 21st gets postponed and then gets to the point where, okay, we're not going to be able to play. We're going to have to shift away from the traditional points standings to a points per game standing. Is that what they'll do? They won't forfeit the game and give us three points. Probably that's what the the rumors are now, the, and that's what baseball did. But the problem with that is, let's say it's it's like it's a it's a situation, you know, like we're in right now, where uh, Portland and Seattle. Let's say they end up playing one more game, they draw. They're at thirty one points. We're at twenty nine points. That one more game, we could jump ahead of them, and our point, but our points per game as it stands would be slightly less. It just it starts affecting mm. and punishing teams that did things the right way that didn't have to have games postponed except now we're potentially being punished because we're not going to be able to play the full slate of games that we were supposed to. True. So True. I, I, I mean, look, if it gets to the point with Colorado where they're not healthy enough to be able to play three, four or five games, I think at that point, if you're the league, you have to consider just making them forfeit all those games. You know, it's kind of crazy. I mean, hell dude, look at all the, uh, you know, NFL players that are getting infected and, Hell, look at Washington, uh, the freaking politicians getting infected. It's like, this stuff hasn't gone away. You know, we can't let our damn guard down or we're going right. to lose things again. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I, I just, yeah. I mean, cases, they're predicting that case numbers will continue to go up in November and December with another peak of deaths in January. Jeez. Uh, the Kansas uh, health department head just said, we're one of the worst or Kansas is one of the worst states in the country right now, as far as coronavirus infection rates and whatnot. So this is, this is not going away anytime soon. No, so. dude. Hell, uh, just a minute ago, chief's fullback got added to the COVID injured reserve. Anthony oh, really? Sherman. Yeah. Oh, so it's no. like, it's there. Clearly it's in their, their uh, locker room and stuff, but like, this is a bad deal, man. And I don't, uh, you know, I just saw Johnson and Johnson had to delay their trial because one of their volunteers got unexplainable, unexplainably yep. sick. How do you get, une- okay, well, this is a, well, this person's sick. We don't know why. That's kind of scary. Which is why some people are, you know, I'm obviously a firm believer in science. I know you are too. We are definitely science. absolutely 100% not anti-vaxxers. It's important to get your vaccines because it saves lives, not just of you, but for other people. Hmm. That's why we're not running around with polio and measles right now. But it is a little scary when you know that there's a president who's pushing a vaccine that might not be safe. And then you see reports of unexplained illnesses coming out from one of the trial. It's just, I don't know. Just Bro, my please. favorite thing is seeing someone complain about wearing a mask and then seeing pictures of like nurses that have mask lines around their faces, clearly right. indentions or right. bruises yeah. on their face. And it's like, oh, you can't wear a mask to go to the store mm-hmm. because your your fat face is, is can't get a breath. I'm just well, I'm pissed or that off. you think you're gonna get carbon, you know, dioxide poisoning. And it's like that's not how literally not how this works. It's not how but, it works. Anyway, so sporting I don't like it either. It's hot. <laughs> yeah, it's I sweat. I Nobody, sweat when I walk. I don't like it. Nobody likes it, but it but it's effective at, at least at reduce it's not people sure. are like, well if, if we're getting record cases, it's clearly not working. Well no, we're also having lower death rates in part because masks reduce the oh, intensity bro. of the infection that you get. So. It's a fashion statement now, man. I'll rock <laughs> my sporting one, my, my Jayhawks one. I got a little tie-dye thing when I'm feeling mm-hmm. hippie, you know? Yeah. It's good stuff. 
So now we uh, next game uh, we're going to play tonight, October 14th at FC Dallas. Oh, uh, boy. This, this one I'm a little scared about. This is a, this, I'm feeling like it's a little more even than it was the last time we played them. But their defense is still top-notch. Yeah. But uh, And I, I think I told you before, like, do we start Eric Hurtado? And you're like, ah, he's pretty good at coming in off the bench. And it's yeah. like, well, I'd say so. Yeah. And Nashville would too. <laughs> well, it'd be nice to have Alan Polito right now because he's not playing for Mexico. Uh, that, so. was t- that was Tuesday, right? He didn't yeah. play? Not that I saw. What is he, he doing down there? Start. He at least didn't start. I didn't look to see if he came off the bench, but he he wasn't starting. And well, Sporting would have done some kind of recap and let us know. And they didn't. Meanwhile, you got freaking Sounders, one of their best players, Raul Ruiz Diaz, getting coronavirus out with Peru, and so That's he's right. probably going to be out for the rest of the year now, which is going to affect the Seattle Sounders a lot because he's got a quarantine. He's he's got a he's got it now. So he's got a quarantine, but he's also you're not allowed to travel from Peru to the U.S. right now because of travel restrictions, I guess. So he's got to travel from Peru to Mexico and then by law quarantine for 10 days in there before he can do anything. And then he has to travel from Mexico to the U.S. and then quarantine for another 10 days as Whoa. part of that. So he's got like double quarantines on top of recovering from coronavirus. So he'll so, be back for the playoffs maybe in game shape. Right. So th- that's wow. these these international games, man. It just And Polito like... being gone. Dude, if you go down there and you don't play a lick of minutes, what did you do down there? Yeah. you're just getting covid or eating sopapillas i don't know it's uh those are delicious by the way <laughs> i do like sopapillas uh I, I don't know man i just i'm scared for this dallas game dallas seems to have our number occasionally it's it's hard seems to play down there Barrios, Barrios makes us curse him yeah <laughs> i was about to say hate him so much everyone hates him dude yeah so they don't have reggie gannon anymore he's gone Yep. So, and dude, did you see he did a little interview? Oh yeah, Dallas was trying to make him apologize for calling out the racist fans. And I'm just like, I can't believe they would ask that. No wonder he was I mean, like, I get me the it. hell out of here. Get me to Portugal where I can get coronavirus with Ronaldo. <laughs> well, better than getting it here <laughs> and having to apologize to racists. Yeah, yeah. So. I'm sorry for my reaction to your racism. It right. won't happen again. Right. Ridiculous. <laughs> what the f? uh we let's see before we wrap up here soon uh we got another question from uh mark anthony (laughs) i want to know (laughs) i i just i'm gonna choose to believe every time i think i say this i just choose to believe that it's him the actual mark anthony absolutely latin Uh, sex god is what he is (laughs) he says uh dia has looked sharp since starting do you think he has the left back spot locked down Bro, he could be approaching that. I mean, Martins is injured, but he did return to training this week. Yeah. Or last week, I think it was. But, he came uh, in the game, too. Luis against, Martins did? Didn't he come into the game against well, – I get one of them this last week. I thought he checked in as a sub against either Chicago or uh, – Well, um, I, I might have not Nashville. been paying attention. I don't know. That's okay. I'll – I, th- I thought he did, but I don't remember. But would you hate it? Would you hate it if Dia locked it down? I mean, because he's having a pretty good run of form, dude. He's getting forward. He's making the good passes. He's being there for good outlets. Yeah. No, he looks know. great. And and Luis Martins, I mean, Martins, I kind of have a love-hate relationship with Martins because, like, sometimes yeah. he looks great and sometimes he looks terrible. Um, you and Vermees both. <laughs> yeah, Luis Martins came in in the 81st minute for Amadou Dia against Nashville. Wow, I missed that. Very cool. So, uh but yeah, I mean, shout out to uh, shout out to Amadou Dia for just being generally great since his return. Every time he's come in, I'm like, hey, I really like what we're seeing from Dia. Well, yeah, so. and he he takes off and uh, I think was in Montreal for a little bit and then went and kind of owned everybody in the USL with Phoenix Rising. Yeah. Um. So it's just I don't know. I I, yeah. I he comes back looks like a different player, just like Kyrie, dude. Mm-hmm. Um. And he wants to be here as well. And it just goes to show you, if you don't burn bridges here at Sporting and you go somewhere else to get better, yeah. Sporting will take you back. Yeah. It's uh, – yeah, I don't know, man. It's I, I don't think anybody has is going to have any spot locked down necessarily because we're just going to still have rotation. Right. So I think we'll see Martins and Dia continue to rotate. Sure, uh, nothing's be- locked down right now. The biggest yeah. spot you should be looking at is right back. Like uh, we yeah. need some kind of rotation probably. Yeah. Beej McGillishaw also asked about Dia. Um, and then Beej also just asks, uh, well, f- 
finish on this maybe is it just me or do we have the old Ilya back him and dia have been the difference lately imo so i like having Ilya in there and i like busio in there as well man letting him Mm -hmm. you know orchestrate a little bit up top into the attack yeah i think one thing that will help Ilya going forward is just having somebody else who can step into that number six role so Ilya doesn't have to play every single game Ilya is not Ilya is not the most athletic person in the history of the world, but but he's a smart player. Well, and Busio doesn't need the cold tub after every game like some of us old guys <laughs> do, all right? So right. Busio's got those teenage legs, and he's like, do we have another game tomorrow? Like, I'd like <laughs> to play tomorrow if we could. Right. But I think Ilya, what might help him is just having a little bit more of that rotation. I mean, there was a while, man, where Ilya played like, what was it, like 60-some-odd straight games for Sporting KC? He was the one constant in our lineup, absolutely. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't think he's going to be able to do that anymore, but. Yeah, for sure. Things are rough. And, and you know, you know, it's kind of a godsend uh, not having that Colorado game next week. So, a lot of rotation does not need to happen yeah. with, with that. So Yeah, we got just the, just the one game. So, well, you got uh, Dallas on Wednesday and you got, uh, who do you got on, on Saturday? Oh, gosh. I just had the schedule up and then I closed it. It is Dallas uh, tonight. And then coming Chicago. up, is it Chicago again in yeah. Chicago? Yeah. It's an afternoon game, dude, 2.30 at Chicago. So you got 7.30 tonight at Dallas. Then they turn around, come back to KC for a bit, and then just short little flight to Chicago, 2.30. Yeah. So, okay. Soldier That'd Field, good. here we come. I like afternoon games, man. And it's yeah. getting good fall weather. It's not that cold yet. Yep. It's pretty nice. Yep. Well, that's all I got, man. You got anything else? No, that's it, dude. Uh People need to give us five-star ratings and reviews. Yes, sir. Um, you know, most all our listeners have done that already or they don't have iPhones. Yep. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, make sure you uh, give us that five-star rating review and uh, follow us on Twitter, at NoOtherPod, at Dan Kuzer, at JCMax03. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash NoOtherPod. Send us an email, NoOtherPod at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, double victory pod this week. Hopefully we'll be back next week with a double victory pod once again, and maybe a first place sporting KC. But until then, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch y'all later. See ya. I did not create the English term for cigarettes. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.